Hey, welcome back to What's Left to Do with Janelle. And this is part two with my boy, Alvin, where we really don't have any answers. Um, However, we do have a non sequitur look at politicos he finds attractive, which will make you barf. Um, And he didn't go through an embarrassing live phase, um, miraculously. I don't know how that happened. Oh, and... um, I go off a little bit. Uh, anywho, part two. All right. So when you talk to me about where you where things were for you when you graduated college, you you started school. You were still, you know, your frontal cortex was still forming. Mm-hmm. You had this, you know, you had reckless experiences, one of which ended you up. In rehab, you got you came back though. You bounced back. My man I is a fighter. Back, yes. And you finished school. And then, where what was going on with you when you finished school? Like, what were you, what were you thinking about? I think as soon as I graduated, I felt the sense of doom because I felt that I peaked in college. What do you mean? Because I had, I had such a good time in college. Just really the best time of my life. Met, made some of my best friends there. Was very involved, and you know, um, that I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for the real world. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I felt the same way when I left high school too. Mm-hmm. I was I was prom king in high school, and I and I was very involved in student government and everything. And I was like, oh, this is this my life is over now. And then and then I had you know a great time in college. And you know what? Po- Post college, I've had great times. In my twenties, I'm still in my twenties, but I, I'm. You don't have to. You don't have to rub it in, Alvin. I'm in my twenties, and I'm really young. Talk to me about. So we've kind of gotten through the first half, maybe two thirds of your life. Talk to me. Two thirds of my life, kind of. Kind well, of. oh my god, that, you're right. Yeah, that was. Oh. I graduated when I was like 21, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh so what are, what were, talk to me about the series of events that like led you to the point where like you and I met on the campaign like what what got you there how how'd you get there and like what was was there awakening along the way I presume that it it you and maybe I'm projecting I presume that you came into this um understanding of um your current politic like on a journey so like talk to me about what led you up to like the point where we met yeah so I mentioned I wasn't political at all because I didn't grow up in a political family. Um, the first time I was really invested in a, a campaign or really just became more aware and and read up on um, politics was 2016 was when... Uh, sorry, Bernie announced he was running in 2015, right? Mm-hmm. So 2015 when mm-hmm. he announced and I... Um, I think at that moment, I was still supportive of Hillary because mm-hmm. I, I had no idea who... Bernie, Bernie was, and uh, but then I uh, learned a little bit more about him, read up on his um, his his views, and I thought, oh, this is this is who I want to support. This is who I want to back. I have never, uh, I've never even voted before then, mm. and so that was the first time I registered myself to vote during the twenty sixteen primary. Twenty sixteen primary, mm-hmm. yeah. How would you describe your How would you describe your politics before then? Like you did not have a politic before. I don't think I, I even had a. Um, I even knew what I was for or against. Hmm. I I really just didn't pay attention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what was what was the thing that caused you to pay attention in 2016? 
I, people have asked me that. And I, I don't know because it wasn't just like a, a switch that went off. Mm-hmm. It was, I think, a slow acclimation of like um, just reading up on news and reading up on um, the policy stances of of Clinton and, and Sanders and and. Wait, wait, but it had, but let's, but let's walk through this. Okay, it had something. <laughs> this so is fun. Yeah, you were so you weren't really political before, like mm-hmm. the politics politics proper if you will never mm-hmm. really factored into like your your everyday thoughts mm-hmm. but you is it that you started reading or consuming news more around 2016 mm. or other people around you were uh really you know starting to talk a lot about the primaries and that prompted you to read and and that's how you got it because it wasn't just like oh one day i'm not into it the next day i yeah. am like what well like what got you like what was that kind of like slow slow rolling of you into it mm-hmm. i think pre-2016 politics just always seems so um so far away from me so far removed from me like it was something that happened in dc and i'm, I'm living my life in california um but I think 2016 uh, was when I had recently moved to San Francisco mm-hmm. uh, and was surrounding myself with friends that are more um, um, conscious of what's going on around the world. Mm-hmm. And I had, um, may- I, maybe it was Twitter or, or just Facebook. I know those are people. No, I mean, I know those aren't maybe the best places to get your news, but I where you started. W- was reading you know, people's tweets and posts about politics. And and for the first time ever, I had a politician who spoke to me and who um, understand what I was um, going through. Mm-hmm. And was, it seemed to me, was inclusive of everyone. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I never felt really included in, in conversations that pol- politicians mm-hmm. were having. Um, yeah. Did you... So you, so you never had a period of being like an embarrassing lib, like you know what I mean. Like you were never like a like an, an insufferable, <laughs> goddamn, just like uh, no, because I I wasn't um, even aware enough to be one back okay. then. So you yeah. went from not really paying attention or caring uh-huh. about politics at all, like yeah. on either side, just kind of like you know, I'm Alvin, I'm living my 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 life. We over here, uh-huh. we doing me to like. Oh, like I'm now I'm friends with um, people who are into politics. I moved to San Francisco. I'm friends with people who are more into politics. They are, you know, whatever word you want to use um, of a progressive or leftist kind of orientation toward politics. And so that is where you kind of got that keyhole into exposure. And now it's like the 2016 primary and we, you are kind of evaluating the two major candidates on the Democratic ticket, and you are more drawn to Bernie Sanders than Hillary because you saw, you saw yourself, and I'm going to say, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you saw yourself and your interests or the needs of the people around you and your community, family represented in his platform. Would that be accurate? That that would be right on the dot. Yeah. Hmm, okay. Um, and I know a lot of people's political journey is they start off maybe as like a a, a neoliberal or That's one of those right. like what you said like an, maybe an insuffer- insufferable yeah. uh, liberal. Mm-hmm. But I I never had to go through that phase because I, I you're so blessed because I was exposed to Bernie sort of mm-hmm. from the get go of my sort of um, mm-hmm. 
by the beginning of my political journey and I um was really attracted to that right away and mm-hmm. he was he he flipped me from apolitical to political and right I right on what um, was, was there one particular issue that did it I you know what no you I can't I can't point to gentlemen I just thought he was great <laughs> um and I think I was always the um I've always wanted to support the underdog. Mm. And at that time, it was... Um, he was the underdog. He was I the mean, underdog. He's, I mean, still yeah. Underdog. In 2016, yeah, Clinton yeah. was the anointed um, uh, candidate. Yeah. And she, it was hers to lose. Yeah. And Absolutely. I watched the debate. Uh, their, their, their very first debate between the two of them. And I thought, oh, I I, I can't not support yeah. Bernie. He's, mm-hmm. he's, um, he's the progressive candidate. Mm. So in 2016, you like kind of had a political awakening. Yeah, and it was the first time I ever volunteered for a campaign. I, I um, at that time, Bernie had a um, he didn't have an office in SF, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I think his um, only office in the Bay Area was Oakland. Mm-hmm. So I would take the bar alder from Excelsior to Oakland, and I would, you know, at that time, I think it was mostly just phone banking. I don't think I don't know if he he was um, knocking on doors or anything, but I would I would go to the headquarters and get on one of their laptops that they have to loan you and I would just call folks and, oh, right and, and get people to uh, vote for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was your... How did you... What were your thoughts or how did you perceive the 2016 primary? Like all of this shit that like happened. Do you remember how you were feeling about it? I remember I was devastated when uh, Bernie um, lost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was the first time I really invested my heart and soul into a a, a campaign, mm-hmm. and it was the first time I, you know, volunteered and and and. Um, then I, I I wasn't even um, even now I don't I don't think I know everything about politics, but um, back then I definitely didn't know a lot. But I I just knew in my heart that uh, from the little that I knew the the research that I'd done that um, that if he were elected president, that I I strongly believe that America would be in a better place. I don't think we would have solved everything. We sure. definitely wouldn't have solved everything, but I think it was going to change lives. Sure. People's lives were going to be changed. Sure. Um, uh, folks in the working class were going to uh, have a seat at the table at mm-hmm. the very least. Mm-hmm. And I remember being very devastated when he lost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did you, what did you think after, after, you know, Hillary Clinch the nomination. I'm making, <laughs> I'm making a face. <laughs> After Hillary clinched the nomination in 2016, what did you, were you, it's not, this is almost a silly question to ask because we all thought the same thing. Even if you didn't like her, like, did you think she was a lock to win? Like, she's definitely going to be Donald Trump. I thought so, yeah. Oh, okay. I definitely thought she was going to win. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, we we got this in the bag. And so when um, November, whenever mm-hmm. election day came in 2016, I, I remember, I, I think we all remember where we were mm-hmm. on election day. And I was with, at my friend's, my best friend's house, Cynthia's house. And we, I remember just being stunned and just sitting in silence. Mm-hmm. And, and we're like, oh, the next four years we have, we have this clown. After the election in 2016, were, what were you think? I mean, I know that there was a moment of shock. We all, yeah. whether or not you supported Hillary, like there was, you know, a moment of shock. Mm-hmm. But like, were you still kind of, politically engaged at that point or did you kind of check out because it's like uh this is a clown show this is like what the fuck or where were you i think i think with me and with a lot of people that i knew that became activated in 2016 once that once that button turns on 
It's on. That's right. Yeah. It's like getting ass. You just. Yeah. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is it. <laughs> and I've, I've been engaged since. Hmm. Um, and so I do have that, that, um, the Sanders campaign to thank for that. And for all the volunteers that really, um, helped me in 2016 and, mm. and their staff um, in, in that office that really helped me get engaged. Did you, did the, are there any of the people that you met in 2016 during your time volunteering that like y'all got the gang back together again in 2020 or is it, was it a totally different cast of characters in 2020? I think because it was in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know if I've ever um, kept in touch with, I don't think so. No. Yeah. But when 2020 came around, I I I got plugged into you know the folks in SF that were um, engaged, Claire Claire being one of them, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and sort of I joined um, this this club called the Bernie Kratz and yeah. and met more folks through there and through Claire and I was able to get a job on like the Sanders campaign and yeah, that's sort of how it happened. During Trump's term, were you? annoyed by the coverage of him or did it seem fine to you that's a very leading slanted question it seemed fine no i was kidding <laughs> uh, i was yeah uh, very annoyed um i think the media is at fault for his his rise to the presidency mm-hmm. and um and i think enabled him to do a lot of the, the, the horrible things he's done during his term and i yeah, and I think the media is definitely a culprit, um, or at the very least, they're um, culpable. But did you did you ever buy the RussiaGate stuff? No. Yeah, never. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> and I why think, I fuck with you the long way. <laughs> and I think it's it was so annoying for them to buy into this narrative, mm-hmm. and I think it that um, putting flame to that really helps Trump in a sense in yeah. this year when he's mm-hmm. trying to um, say that there was election fraud. Yeah. Yeah. What? Do, why do you think, this is just, I'm digressing here. Why do you think you didn't fall for the Russiagate thing? Like, why do you think you didn't buy it? And so many other people do. Because my eyes were open. Come on, listen. <laughs> Right here on the podcast. <laughs> um, because I surrounded myself with people who were much more knowledgeable than me and people that... Um, have been in in the in the game a lot longer, mm-hmm. and and I um, was able to not I was able to listen to them and not just get their perspective, but different people's perspectives. And I think that's what a lot of people miss out on these days is they only listen to the perspectives of um, Rachel Maddow. Students. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and they don't talk to the people on the grounds, the people that um, have been doing this long and are able to look at this through a critical lens. Yeah, come on, and. Um, so I, I I can't say oh I figured this all out on my own sure. that I my eyes were open because of my own um, research yeah. and my own um, my own knowledge but it's through people who really the community the community that I surrounded myself with community. yeah mm. people like people like Claire people like you people mm. that I really trust and and, and want to learn from mm. yeah because I'm still a newbie in this in this in this whole game yeah, the process of I, learning and yeah the learning unlearning, mm-hmm. knowing, unknowing, mm-hmm. interrogating, that never ends. So, yeah. yeah. The unlearning part is, is the hardest part, I think. Hey, I think, come on, help somebody. Yeah. What have you had to unlearn? <laughs> that politicians, for the most part, don't have your best interest in mind. Hey, they on. have 
they have their they want to further their career they want to make money and how do you do that how do i what no no how do they do that i'm trying to pull on a yarn here uh-huh. what they're for them to further their career how is that done they um they vote on the side of the folks that are financing their campaigns mm-hmm. and the folks that um the establishment mm-hmm. Uh, I know when people use the word establishment, it's, it's such a blanket statement. But uh, what I mean is, you know, the folks in um, the leadership in 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 their party, and they um, they really, it's w- how they vote and how they um, it's not it's not dictated by oh what's gonna serve my community and the people I represent. It's how am I going to um, um, appease appease these 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 higher uh, these these higher um officials or people mm-hmm. that can get me to places and things like that. Mm. Um, and it's just a game to them and it's really mm. sad. Mm-hmm. And I think part of what really drew me to Sanders in 2016 was he wanted money out of, um, out of politics. Yeah. He wasn't accepting any um, sort of um, pack money, mm-hmm. super pack money. And, and so I re- that really spoke to me as someone that's, um, that's not making a lot of money. That's yeah. not able to, you know, buy a politician. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> uh, I wanted someone that can speak to me and that can represent me because they, they, they want to represent me. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So, so, you know, fucking 2016 happened. It's mm-hmm. like, look what y'all stupid ass did. Y'all mm-hmm. got Trump elected. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that's on the DNC for running uh, such a uniquely odious candidate. I'm yeah. Say that. Sort of, was it, wasn't it, the most unfavorable candidate bro in history this, from both sides DNC, the the dnc and the rnc right they, well i mean the rnc like it they had the rnc establishment was not in favor of trump but the the rank and file like rnc voters and a lot of a good amount of independence truth be told were like were crazy about him and that's why he was able to like you know bishlap reince priebus that's the worst name on earth reince priebus yeah i think that name is so cute i will not allow <laughs> reince priebus i want to name my kid reince priebus is it reince or reince i don't reince reince priebus can i can i admit something can i do i have permission to like speak freely on this podcast speak freely on this podcast if you say reince priebus could touch it i will ask i think he's like sort of cute absolutely He's like, if you look at photos of him, he's always wearing like an oversized Is suit. Is that the type of dude you go? No, but I think it's just nasty. <laughs> but I think he's just so awkward, and he's he's very short, and he's like just always sort of out of place in pictures. And I'm like, there's some something enduring about that. Okay, you said very short, awkward, out of place, and to you, now there's like that he's, that there's hearts in your eyes. What are you <laughs> saying? I mean, he's like rosy cheeked, and he's like. So you think it's adorable? It's adorable. Not it's like, hot. It's like adorable. it's like um, sort of like you feel sad for them a little bit. Adorable. Like you're like, oh, what are you doing here, Reince or Reince? Re- <laughs> <laughs> like like he's in the photos with like Trump and all. Of them. I'm like, you you're so out of place here. And that makes you you. This is this doesn't no, make he, you want to do it to him. He's it? complicit. I mean, he's not he's not just complicit. He's he's horrible uh-huh. and he's a terrible person. And right. I, uh, but you he, he's like, enabled Trump. But do you want to like pinch his cheeks. But I do. I would if he's there and he lets me. I would pinch his cheeks. You know, once in a while I will. Once in a while I have this. I'll have like a. It's not a crush, but like I'll find a Republican adorable. I'm like, well, no, there's oh. some of them are okay. I mean, some I, of them you can I, I wanna, I wanna pull on uh, Marco Rubio's ears. 
Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> he has these big oversized ears that does not fit his That's face. Right. He has a funny looking. I would. I. I he tries so hard. It's like it's, it's like that kid in high school that it's like so nerdy. You're like, oh, really oh my god, yeah. It's real sad. Yeah. What? What are there? Who do I find adorable as a Republican? Okay, you have to say something because otherwise, okay, I'm, you know who I'm gonna be. Okay. <clears throat> This is no no judgment, like this you said. It's a no judgment a zone. No judgment zone. Mm-hmm. You are not allowed to snatch any, mm-hmm. you know, comrade cards from me. Mm-hmm. But if I'm being honest, I really hate that I'm about to say this because I think one of my friends who is not a leftist, she's a moderate, and she just jizzes over this gentleman. <clears throat> She'll start laughing. Wait, I have guesses in my head. Already. Okay, you, you get three guesses. <laughs> Because there's, okay, there's quite a few of them that are, like, daddies. Run, run me down the list, honey. Uh, gonna, you run down. You run down. You say, you're not going to say Donald Trump, though, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Um, oh, my God. No, I don't Top want. five Republican zaddies. I can't believe this is. This is problematic. The, this is where this podcast. Yeah, no, this, this, this is okay. Did you ever think that this was go, it's gonna go here? Um, wanted it to go here. So. You know who I do think is like also pretty like hot. Huh. He's the secretary of of, of um, housing and HUD, Carson something. Ben Carson. Ben Carson. You. He's adorable. Get out of here. No. I mean, he's he's. I once He's again, adorable I'm, in like I'm saying to the to the audience out there, I I hate them all. They're horrible people, sure. but you can be a good looking horrible. You person. would you would you would throw it back for Ben Carson. He's like a grandpa, like he's just and he's also so. You would fuck grandpa. I would not. Okay, this is my list. Now let's let's be clear. I'm not gonna fuck it. Top five fuckables. Okay, that happen to have an R in it. That's what I'm going for. Not okay, like adorable old fogies because they're all like oh, kind of like you oh. see. I think a lot of people are like. Um, creaming their pants for Paul Ryan, but I don't see it. I don't. See okay, it. here's. He's not cute to me at all. Um. Okay, here's the thing. Paul Ryan is. Um. Oh I God. do not think he is attractive, but he does have a decent body. He does, he, and he's he, that. Guy. I feel like he Paul works out. Ryan was that guy that that like white guy you met either in college or right after that like. You could finally wear him down to like go with you and the rest of your coworkers to a bar. <laughs> or like you were pleasantly surprised that he kind of had rhythm, but like that's where it ended. It was just it's like he has a like oh you're not surprisingly you're you're surprisingly not as lame as I thought. But he doesn't do it for me. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't, he doesn't do it for me either. I don't see it. it at all. I see. I see you, some you people do with like it, cataracts. I, but yeah. As, mm, but. No, that's not it. Like if I had to choose, if I like if you like yeah, um, yeah gunpoint, like, like you have to Paul fuck Ryan. one person. Yeah, okay, then yeah, Paul would be Paul Ryan, cheeks, yeah. but not but only because like okay, because Mitch McConnell doesn't have a penis. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's just how that works. Or a neck. It's like Or an it's real. Yeah. You okay, you didn't give me your top five fuckables. Okay. I mean they're not they're not all like they're not, not like hot to me, I but if I had to pick to, five. Yeah, if you and I just want to make clear one more time, yeah. I do not agree with their <laughs> politics. <laughs> they're horrible people. Yeah, right. But if I had to pick one, uh right. pick five. Uh I really we're gonna have to look we're gonna have to like Google how to really pronounce his name. R- R- rinse. We're gonna call him Rinse. Rinse. Okay. Rinse. Like Rince Pribus. I'm so sad that that's he's on your list, but okay. Marco Rubio. I think he's this his ears so are just something about his ears just make me like, like 
it, like it like, makes my pussy wet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I'm just like, oh, I want to. Oh, that's um, the Christ. What about Marco Rubio makes you moist a little bit? What is? Do you not? not you don't see it? Listen, okay. I'm gonna write all this out of all the. This is rehab. This is rehab brain talk because this is not <laughs> this your rehab. Go ahead. Okay, it's out it's of everybody drug. that were that was um the, the whole primary during the the Republican primary in 2016, he was like the best looking out of all of them. <sighs> Okay, no. tell me another. Uh, who? Who? No, no. You get three. You two. You get you okay. three. You three more. You get five fuckables. Go ahead. So, Reigns, ass, Marco. I just, I, feel like, I just feel like Marco I'm going to get myself in trouble. Um, I think. Okay, I will say Ivanka and Donald Trump Jr., they're a snack. Oh, you're a lot. You're picking a. Okay, that's. Right? No. They're, I mean, I'm not they're good looking for I mean, the Republican Party. They don't have regular. They don't. They have like rich people face. Like they, they're able to buy the work that. Ha- I, I thought. And I thought these were all going to be okay. 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 Just let's just say Donald Trump Jr. is a good look. And I think that's it. I don't think there's any more than that. Okay. This is. This makes me. You're like disgusted with me. You just cannot look me in the eyes. I just want everyone to know that uh, Janelle's not no longer looking me in the eyes during this conversation. Because now this is you've taken me to a place I, that I asked I for permission did. to speak freely earlier. And yeah, I, I mean, and now I want you back in bondage. And because, <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anyone else I'm missing. I think that's it. I don't because it is it is an ugly bunch the the um, Republican Party, but those people stand out to me because. Everyone else is so unattractive. Do you think Melania's pretty? I think Melania's pretty. I think Melania's gorgeous. I think she's prettier than Ivanka. She's a, she's a, she, Melania is, is legitimately attractive woman. She's beautiful. I don't know if it's those little beady eyes. Or <laughs> she has like great bone structure. She's pretty. She has, she and she does, don't talk she, a lot. That's why I think mm, she's allowed to be pretty. Mm-hmm. She, she, don't, she don't pop off that much. Yeah. Um. She has that like moody, like... M- rich model wife thing going. Yeah, it's like she's like, always upset about yeah. something and I and I like that. Like very pouty. Yeah. Okay, who are who are my problematic? Yeah, I want to hear it now because I, I would like to flip the table and judge you. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Um, so <laughs> my friend Christina is going to start hollering. Um, Zaddy. If we're being on, even though I hate to admit this, Zaddy. Yeah. Mitt Romney. That's a good looking one. Oh, I forgot about that, dude. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Thank you. Mitt Romney. There we go. Daddy. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he... Uh, you know, he probably can't help but to fuck like a Mormon, but... Okay, fine. I, I was about to make a Mormon joke, but then I held my tongue. No, but please. You, let it fly. But you did it. Yeah, yeah, I did it for you. Uh-huh. Zaddy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not... He's not... Hot... Per se, like he's not hot at all, actually, but he has a very sultry voice. Mm. This is this. I'm going to regret saying this out loud. He has a very sultry voice. Jeb Bush. Oh, a, that's a surprising a one. Voice. Okay. He's not a. He's not. I mean, he's not ugly. I mean, he's an old white guy. At this point, mm-hmm. But a uh, sultry voice. Wait, what about his brother George? Who's there's, better looking? There's. I can't separate. George W. Bush, yeah, 
from the Egypt and butcher of Baghdad that I understand mm, to be so okay. can never be attractive to me. Okay. I I would take Jeb. I would take Jeb. You take Jeb George over George. Day. Okay. Who else? Who else is a good looking Republican? You know who I think is hot? Who? Um she was the ambassador of something. Haley Nikki Haley? Haley Nikki? Oh god, I, I think she's that. hot. No, really? Yeah. H-O-T? What? Really? Yeah. No. I think she's really cool. I mean, she's, she's not like a badass. I think she's really good looking. What about Democrats? Let's talk about that. Okay, you have to give me your top five fuckable I, Democrats. Okay, here's... I want to fuck. Okay. And I will do... You mean affirmatively. Everything in my power Mar- to get Ro- there. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> He's so cute to me. I I have a crush on him. You don't think he's gay for clout? Huh? You don't think he's gay for clout? No, no one's gay for clout. What's what's, (laughs) you kind of not in politics? Democratic Party, really? That like gets you to line. Oh my god, his his face. I wanna. Are you being serious? I'm serious, and I. What I will once again have to say this. I'm sending you. I did not. I did not vote for him. I do not. Your I'm, eyes are not functioning. Oh, I love. him. I mean, he's not. I mean, on balance, like I put it. Put the fact he that I can't send him a six side. languages, Janelle. Bitch, what I mean, you know, lick my balls. I don't care. Ew. Oh my god. I, I mean, he's think- an, he's he's a good looking guy, but I can't I can't separate how he looks. From him being just having the inner, the ultimate energy of a dweeb, of a dweeb, of a rat. I yeah. can't, yeah, of a, of a, of a rat. I, I think with the problem with me is I, I'm able to separate those. And okay, if do I you think he's a top or a bottom, or a switch, or a flex, what top. You, you think he's a top? Wait, actually, I don't know, but because I'm looking at you, want him to be a top. I'm actually a top, which is all surprising. The time? All the time, seriously. I've, I've bought him three times in my life. Oh, and they were all in college, and I hated it. I would never. But everyone uh, is always surprised when they when they hear that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I would have never. I mean, that's. But I think I would. I I had promised myself I would never bottom again, but I would do it for Pete Buttigieg. You would throw it back for. I would do it. That's who we're making exceptions for. That's what. That's the only person in the world I'm making an exception for. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to leave? Can I have my coat back? You're going to have to wind this down (laughs) right now. Wow. Okay. I don't know that I wanted to learn that about you today. (laughs) Got a little more than you bargained for. So Pete is at the. I'm Pete is number and not just number one in like Democratic. Like number one. For everything. Are you being serious? Well, n- Brad Pitt and then Pete Buttigieg. Dog, that is a that is a continuum. And that what? is and that is and it often changes. Sometimes it's Pete number one, Brad number two. I really don't know if you're. I don't know if you're fucking with me right I'm now. I'm not fucking you're being with extremely you. honest. Are we serious? <laughs> yeah, he's okay. But I would obviously if I. Like I obviously, if I am his husband, when I am his husband, Mm-mm. I'm gonna I'm try gonna to. I'm gonna. I am going to, you know, talk some sentence to him and be like, "Hey, P, PD, it's time to adopt Medicare for All into your platform, and I'm gonna, you know, you need to sign on to the Green New Deal, and you need to, you know, give a call right now, call Bernie and talk, talk about, learn from him, and then I would support him for his run. For, okay. Or he's gonna have to change a lot. If he, if Pete is your number one, I am 
Well, my, I'm to be fair, sometimes number right two. Now, yeah. Who is not, who's two, three, four, and five? In the Democrat Party or in total overall? Democrat, we ran down the road. Oh, we're going, we're going, okay, right. Democrat. Democratic Party. Uh, Pete. There is, there truly is no one that can hold a candle to Pete. In- Alvin, what is going on in <laughs> We are talking about people, their looks. Janelle, I'm not talking about who they are as, yeah. as a person. Okay, so it's Pete and nobody. You ain't got eyes for nobody else <sighs> in the Democratic Party. Oh, I have a crush on um, um, Andrew Did- Cuomo's brother. Okay, that now see that. What's makes his sense. name? Um, Chris Cuomo. Chris, I think he's hot. That's a, that's. He has a really good body. If you go on his Instagram and there's some shirtless pics You're of him. Such a creep. Uh, but that's it. But he, I mean, he's not. He's good. Of, now he is unimpeachably good looking. Now, oh yeah, I could understand. You see it, right? I oh oh I see. It. And um, Don Lemon, is that his name? <sighs> oh my god, and he's uh, he's gay too, right, Don? He's so gay. But that's not the point. The point is... But I mean, he's also not... We're going... If Okay, here's the X and Y act. Yeah. And just so the audience knows, Janelle is <laughs> doing the actual graph with her hands. Here's the X and Y axis. Y axis is like personality. Uh-huh. Raw personality from zero to infinity. What time is it? It's 5.08. Okay. And I, I have to leave at... 5.30. Oh, fuck. Okay, we have to speed through this, yeah. this, this, this sexual nature of our politics. I'm super confused about your list of sexuals, but because I've already dedicated my life to loving you, okay. <laughs> um, now, what, tell me about where, how, what, like, what went into you deciding to be a part of the campaign. Can you tell your friend six o'clock? Do you have... Do you yes, have- six o'clock. Okay, 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 okay. Um, I had already taken a break from tech then mm-hmm. to pursue comedy. Mm-hmm. And so I had, I had the time, huh? Full time? Full time, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I had the time and I... Um, and, you know, unfortunately, I, I can't say that I was... I was, you know, so busy with comedy that I, I couldn't take um, another gig. So, uh, and sort of another job. So I, uh, I was there sort of at the right place at the right time. I had known Claire, uh, who you know, and um, I was actually knocking on doors for Bernie um, at a canvassing event that Claire was hosting. Mm. And I had just, after the canvassing event, I had casually mentioned to her, yeah, like I'm, I'm sort of free these days. Um, Cause I'm not getting booked that much that uh, those months, and then um, they and Claire was like, "Oh well, we actually have an opening at um, the Sanders campaign, and you should um, apply and and um, get interview for it." So I thought, you know, why not? I I'm already volunteering so much for Bernie; it's might as well get paid for it. Yeah. And so I interviewed for it with her, and um, had a formal interview with her, and, and got it. And um, yeah. Relative to 2016, like, what were your thoughts about his chances in 2020? I think I'm a, I've always been a realist. And I, and I think I knew that the establishment was going to do everything in their power to make sure he's not the nominee. Mm-hmm. So I really wasn't surprised when he wasn't the nominee. But I, I also had a sense of hope. And I um, was trying to be optimistic about the whole thing. And, and things were looking good for him and for our campaign um, mm-hmm. um, leading up to Super Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I thought I, he he had won um, Iowa. Let, 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 oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Here's what we're going to do because this part got edited out with Liz. Yeah. But we've been, okay, 
Let's run the tape just because when I look back on what happened with the 2020 um, Democratic primary, sometimes I have to remind myself like, no, you're not crazy to look at how things shook out and mm. the, and just have come away with this extreme disgust because of how anti-democratic mm-hmm. the primary was. But the fall of 2019, you know, he had been, you know, he had steadily been, you know, rising in the polls the whole year because there had been, you know, drama ups and downs with, you know, Kamala. Like, she was everybody person for a second. Like, she had a flash in the pan moment. She fell off. It was really looking like, you know, Joe was like the heir apparent, but Pokey had a moment. That's what I call Elizabeth Warren because of Petty Pocahontas. Oh, okay, okay. Pokey had a moment Uh where it looked like it was hers to lose. Yeah. And then she had that abominable rollout of her Medicare for All plan, which should have alighted for everyone that she's mm, a wolf Mm -hmm. in sheep's clothing. But, (laughs) Um, you know, Homeboy had the heart attack. That was not a good time for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, he then he came back. AOC and the squad endorsed, That's or right. three of those. He like four everything. Squad he, it was just he, it was that it was the fable of like the tortoise and the hare. Then we get to the first contest, and it's like, oh, actually, none of these polls, and we should know that polls don't mean a, a motherfucker right now. But all these polls had it wrong because ain't nobody really checking for Joe because how did he come in? What is it like fourth place? In Iowa? I don't know, but it wasn't good. top three. No. It's like, okay. I think Iowa was uh, Bernie and Pete tied, yeah. uh, quote unquote, and then Elizabeth Warren and then Joe. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, yeah. So it was like, the Iowa happened and it's just like, oh, surprise, surprise. Like things things are not following this, the uh-huh. consensus that was building around these, you know, these polls that aren't worth a damn. And then New Hampshire came. My man did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it was Nevada. Nevada uh-huh. He on that ass in Nevada. And, had and everybody shook. He got more votes in Nevada than the next three, I yeah, think. Right? He won by and he won. He won by a metric fuck ton. Yeah. And it was just and that you know that that put wind in the sails for people like us who yeah. were you know um, you I mean you were a formal staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, member, I was just like a super volunteer, just mm-hmm. always the fuck around. But you, like, we were real. Do you remember just that energy? The it's just like, oh my god, holy shit! I would, I would give anything to go back to that moment. And it was feeling, it was just like we really do have these motherfuckers on skates. Like yeah. it is like people are people are seeing with their own eyes. They're thinking for themselves. You know, all the hard work is paying off. Holy shit, we're going into Super Tuesday, and we are about to. I mean, South Carolina was coming up, and mm-hmm. but but I. I remember, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but I remember going to South Carolina, like, he's probably not going to win, mm-hmm. but but he'll, you know, he'll come in second. Yeah, or I actually remember our converse, conversation yeah. about South Carolina. Because yeah. I remember I, I went up to you and I was like, oh, I'm not feeling great about it. I think Bernie's not going to do well there and it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. But you like you're like he's gonna come in second yeah yeah and he's still gonna be yeah because it was like the first three contests yeah about where it was well i mean iowa they pulled some fuck shit so it wasn't clear but we Mm -hmm. all know what happened yeah but it's like the first three contests went to him south carolina maybe he'll come in second but super tuesday goddamn and it's it's about to be on yeah the the night of the long knives happened after south carolina where you know barack obama came down from fucking you know his palatial palace you know the authoritarian Dems, you know, coalesced around Joe, who everyone had left for dead by that. Like, mm-hmm. that's what, that's what, that's what kind of uh, makes me crazy when I think about it. Don't talk to me about democracy. Mm. And I mean, on one hand, mm, say that a different way, Janelle. 
Don't moralize to me about democracy when you're all too willing to compromise it when it appears that democracy will run up against your interests and the people who pad your pockets Mm -hmm. um, being able to continue to, um, almost in a vampiric way, extract profits out of the healthcare sector or whatever. Because it really, if we if we run the tape, I think I did that because if we run the tape back, mm-hmm. it really was looking bad for the establishment because he, you know, had everyone stayed in at that point, you know, he, you know, they would have split the kind of like moderate to, you know, dipshit vote. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he could have convincingly had a plurality going into the convention where, you know, it still wouldn't have been a given. It still wouldn't have been a lock. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it wouldn't have gone the way it did. But, you know, it was more important for party leaders. And by party leaders, I do mean Barack Obama, the party leader, to to be as the standard bearer to stop this very democratic articulation of... um, of what it is that people deserve because, you know, my legacy is at stake here. I get, I get angry all over, and it's not sour grapes, but, and I know it ends up sounding like that, but I end up getting angry all over again because, because of this being, um, this being a moment where people from all walks of life, like, you know, you remember, like the the Latina gran- grannies that would come in on Thursday to phone bank and spend, you know what I mean? Like people yeah. taking time, taking time off of work, taking time after work, taking time before work, taking time on the weekends, you know, putting together a little bit of money to like travel to other states to help. Can- like this was, this was the people's articulation of a platform that was going to materially help oh. their lives. This wasn't, you know, yeah. popularity contest because, you know, I think Bernard's hair is slamming and I don't like, you know, and I don't like the way, you know, Pete wears his, you know, little itty bitty suits. You know what I mean? Like this was, this was a real thing that people saw stakes in. They saw, um, they saw a future in and it makes me angry because it really, if if democracy was what we thought it was, if democracy was, was still this kind of more closely mirrored the parochial idea of democracy, it, we wouldn't be in this situation where where you know you know people are frightened into voting not even for a candidate but people frightened into voting against one candidate you know and you know just throwing their vote to another when he is not offering a motherfucking thing to people and it just it's kind of wild for me to to just to just sit with that. And that's why I'm just, just this year on top of the pandemic, of course, is just, just politically just so disgusting to me. Mm -hmm. Like all millions of people across this country were standing up and, and finally feeling um, confident enough to say like, no, you know what? I do deserve healthcare. It is a human right. Or I do not deserve to be penalized for getting an education. You know, I don't deserve to be penalized with six figures of debt for the sin of getting an education or, you know, um, we do deserve a clean environment, you know, full stop. Like, and we don't have to, you know, we don't have to appease, uh, you know, 
frackers or oil and gas because I do want my children to, you know, grow up with clean air and clean water. Like mm-hmm. that was that in any reasonable society, like that which is articulated by a majority of people would be reflected in the political arena. Um, but that's not the case here. And it's just like, what? Yeah. I'm sorry for rambling. No. And it, you know what? That made me riled up because I made me relive those moments leading up to Super mm-hmm. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And it truly was eye-opening and, yeah. and disappointing. And yeah. Yeah, I I, will, I don't think I'll ever in my life get over it. I don't think I will <laughs> ever forgive these hosts for what they did. <laughs> but it's just, but because it, it, and I remember I remember exactly where I was. You, you remember the weekend right before Super Tuesday? You know, it was all of these. Um, you know, that's when like uh, everyone was like dropping out and like yeah. You know, we're hosting canvases, or you were running around like trying to make sure everybody's canvases together. Like I was hosting canvases. I'm seeing this news come across my phone, and I'm just like. I, a fool, and I was just like, oh, I thought it was going to redound to the benefit of Bernie. I thought enough people had seen the early wins he racked up yeah. and were going to throw their votes to him because it was absurd at yeah. that point to think that so many people were just going to fall in line and vote for Joe. So I thought that was going to redound to Bernie's benefit. Uh-huh. And it absolutely, I mean, we know what happened. It, it absolutely because, did not. I think because of the... Uh, the media, the, the earned yeah, media yeah. that really just focused so much on Joe Biden winning South Carolina. And that happened. There was a 30 point, 30 plus point swing over the weekend. Yeah. That changed things yeah. in Joe's favor. And it's just like, wow. Yeah. Um, wow. So using that as an example or speaking of that, when you having lived through what we saw and experienced in 2020, how do you how do you understand the political arena and its and its limitations or possibilities having lived through what we lived through in the primary 2020 as a leftist? Yeah. To be honest, I can't say I came out of it feeling heartened. I came out of it thinking Sort of after Super Tuesday, like, what's the point? Mm. Like, you worked so hard. You and I and so many of these um, people in our community. And and you you brought up, you know, these um, Latina auntie and grannies that would come on Thursdays. Mm. And those those abuelas that would come. And and I... Came straight from work. Yeah. Hired. Really. Where's my table? Yeah. Like, it's time to make calls for Mm -hmm. T.O. Bernie. Give me the Spanish script. Let's go. We've been to call down this. We've been yeah. to call down this list. So many people mm-hmm. threw down um, yep. when they had, you know, when they were so busy yep. with work and everything. And mm-hmm. it really, it really breaks my heart that mm-hmm. it, it felt like it was all for nothing. Mm-hmm. And obviously it wasn't all for yep. nothing. We, we, we built a community and we were able to um, spread the progressive message. And, and, um, but it, yeah, I, I just remember being so disheartened and so um, disappointed and just thinking I, I never want to do this again because mm-hmm. no matter what I do, mm-hmm. the the um, establishment, the, 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 the leadership part, mm-hmm. the leadership of the party, what they say is going to end up being um, what happens. Mm-hmm. So what's the point of me putting in all this work? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not true. I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't think that's true. Come on, help us, yes. Um, 
and I don't think I've gotten there to 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 know what exactly is my value in all this. But mm-hmm. I do think there is a need to keep fighting within the Democratic Party or outside of it. I don't know, Janelle. I <laughs> I, I don't think I've I've arrived at a um, a conclusion. Um, mm. I don't know. I I've, I've also just what come the from benefit? the no no go ahead. Sorry. I've also just come from the heel of, of another loss mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. Um, where it was very much um, us against the establishment, mm. and with John Avalos, yeah, really, he was he was an outside player. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, our our the the um, the person that he was running against had the backing of um, Feinstein, um, the the mayor and mm-hmm. our governor, mm-hmm. and so um, yeah. So I'm I'm very still sore from that, and I don't know what my takeaway from all of this is. Mm-hmm. And I really just jumped into that right after Bernie's campaign too. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I've had time to really process it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's okay. I, yeah. not, I don't, I don't, I'm not insisting that you have an answer now because I think a lot of us are in the same place of just like, we lived through the bullshit. We saw it. We haven't, we have an understanding of why this happens, but like, what do we do now? I think, I think that's completely human and natural to be at a place of like, okay, well then what the fuck do I do? But I'll press you on that. Like what, what do you think might be possible in terms of, not might be possible. What do you, what do you desire to be possible and how might we get there? That's a big question. Uh-huh. But so let's 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 break it up into smaller pieces. You know, the D, you know, the Democratic Party is just the yeah, bullshit. Mother just just a bowl of <laughs> bullshit. Uh-huh. Okay. We understand that. Do you think that it's still worth your time, energy and talents and people who are similar to you, like people like me, people like, you know, who we volunteered with or, you know, who we worked with on the campaign. Do you think it's still, it's still, um, do you think it's still reasonable for us to work inside the party to change it? And I asked this because, you know, you know, Dr. Heyman. Yes. Okay. I, I'll love her. Her, yeah. her soon. And you know, she, Oh, you're interviewing she, her soon. Uh-huh, oh. uh-huh, like after Thanksgiving. You know, she ain't no, she ain't no bitch. She ain't no like soft ass, pussy ass, <laughs> DNC apologist. Like she don't. Yeah. But she, it seems to me, and I'll ask her more about this when we sit down to talk. Like, it seems to me that she still thinks it is a useful expenditure of energy and time to work within the party to push it left. And I don't understand why I'll, I'll when mm-hmm. I sit down with her and talk to her, yeah. hopefully I'll, I'll learn that. But um, I look at people like her who are, you know, older than us and who have more experience in terms of, you know, the fights being waged politically within the Democratic Party. I'm like, okay, if she still thinks that, if she still thinks the Democratic Party is a vehicle, maybe, maybe I need to calm down with my impetuousness and my disgust with it. I don't know. I'm not saying that that's the conclusion I'll come to, but when I look at people like her, I'm like, I don't know, maybe it is useful, but I don't know. I'm just wondering how you think about that. Do you think, do you think like motherfuck these guys mm-hmm. or like, I'm a, I'm a be a, I'm a be a thorn in your side from, you know, and still kind of call myself a Democrat or, you know, identify as a Democrat or whatever. Like, mm. how do you think about it? 
Wow. Um, I, I don't, I mean, I still don't know, but I'll, I'll think out loud with mm-hmm. you and mm-hmm. I'll sort of, um, let you know where my head's at. Yeah, please. I'm, I do think it's, at least on a local level, it's, the party can't because I, I think the local Democratic Party is, is sometimes wildly different than what the National mm-hmm, Democratic mm-hmm, Party mm-hmm. is standing for. Um and I think it's easier to enact change on a local level. Ah. And sometimes more um it it's it's you can see the fruits of your results uh, mm-hmm. a, a a little a little more. Mm-hmm. Um that's part of the reason why I uh, moved from my national campaign to a local campaign. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I do think um, like folks like Dr. Cho is are, are right in that it is maybe easier to enact change from within. Is it though? I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's uh, what I wrestle with. My, yeah, I, I'm wrestling with that too right now. And, and where I'm, where I wrestle with what, what I'm. Here's what I'm clear on. Yeah, what I'm clear on is now that now that we know better in uh-huh. terms of what people need and being unrelenting and demanding those things and not compromising. Uh-huh. There is no turning back. There is no turning back, and like moderating that position like oh no medicare for all who want it like you're like your booty boy <laughs> that's not an option they, uh-huh. like we we are at the point now many of us not all of us some people are still fucking coming along yeah um, I, I need to develop some patience with them but <laughs> we what we know is that healthcare is a human right and mm, if you're going to absolutely. claim to be a party that believes in science that can't just be a bromide or a platitude you use as a rhetorical device to insinuate that your opponents are stupid or unlearned. If you believe in science, you then must believe in the, the body of science that says people going to the doctor more regularly helps to catch you know, issues earlier mm-hmm. and leads to better, healthier outcomes. You must then believe in the science that says, you know, this, the disproportionate... Um, uh, provision, not access, but provision of medical care to black women is what has them dying in maternity wards at an alarming rate, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, so we're not, we're not going to, we're not going to start, you know, uh, becoming bitch ass about the <laughs> things that we know that we need to live dignified, healthy, happy lives. Mm-hmm. That's not an option. What, what I wrestle with is how do we how do we think about the things that we need to do to get there? And I and I'm extremely torn about the the body of the, about the idea that no, you still have to do that from inside inside the Democratic Party because from what I've and I haven't been political my entire life the way mm-hmm. I am now, obviously. Um, but from my current understanding is that they do they will not do this of their own volition. They do not want to. Like they do not. So what do you do in the face of that? Mm-hmm. Am I and I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm being too dramatic and extreme and thinking that, but like by you know by all intents and purposes they they read Pew, um um Pew, what is it Pew research you know polling mm-hmm. and there's you know what is it over seventy percent of people people of mm-hmm. both parties mm-hmm. now you know support Medicare for all yeah, they can read these right. polls so yeah. like. 
why the fuck don't we have it? We know why. But I'm saying, you know what I mean? Like, why don't we have it? So what do we have to do to get there? And where and where I am in my analysis is like there has to we we it would serve us better. And I could be wrong, but I think it would serve us better to put to exert pressure or be become organized because we are very unorganized right now. Mm-hmm. But become organized and exert um, pressure on the actors. Exert pressure on the systems that exert pressure on our politicians mm-hmm. at a at a federal level. I think you're right that you do have their local politics is more responsive. Mm-hmm. Um, Generally speaking, not always. Mm-hmm. But um, we have to exert pressure on the systems that ex- that that force their hand. That's where I am in my analysis. Yeah. And I don't know that that has to be done fucking with the ho-ass Democratic Party anymore. That's where yeah. I am. Yeah. What and I think? think that's fair. And mm-hmm. I... I don't think I've come to a conclusion yet, mm-hmm. but I... You're still thinking through I'm it. I'm still thinking through it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But it's... But I, I'm still new to all this, so I, I think maybe I might be more idealistic hmm. right now. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. But I also think that given our experiences, mm-hmm. especially with the 2020 primary and, all, and the 2016 primary, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's hard not to um, just say fuck the, the DNC. <laughs> yeah, yeah and fuck I, these guys! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and now like Heyman wants me to. She wants me to run for California ADEM. Eight, oh, I was, like, I was like, really? Why? Janelle, you should. I I registered and you did. Okay, like, I was whatever. She because she's my boss. I do whatever the fuck she tells me. <laughs> but it's just like real. Like how do you, how after this year do you even want to deal with these hoes? Yeah, because I don't. I I there's they are the 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 elite or the or the players. You know. In the in the party, I hold them beneath contempt. Yeah. So it's just like, why do you still? It's like, cause in my mind, and again, I'm being dramatic, but in my mind, I'm just like, this is an abusive boyfriend, girl. And just like Fantasia said, if you don't want me, then don't talk. To me. <laughs> Go ahead and free yourself. Like uh-huh. you don't, you don't, you don't give a fuck about people like yeah. me and and the things that I that I that I am unapologetic in demanding. So like, do we even need? To, can we part ways? And I don't. So I don't know. I'm I'm still. I'm still thinking through that. Yeah. I'm sure Heyman will have a very reasonable like uh-huh. way for me to think about it. But that's where I am. And she's been in this in a long time. Yeah, I feel like she's... she's I'm actually so. very interested in hearing your conversation with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That will um, be coming up soon. Yeah. I'm sure there's a level of wisdom that I don't have because I, just, I haven't no, lived I, as long as she has and had the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have experiences that she doesn't have. And sure. I think uh, your experience is valid. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm sort of in between. I'm... I'm I don't know what's mm-hmm. next for me. Um, sure. But yeah. Do you, and, and again, tell, and tell me if I'm being too romantic about this, but I, and cause I said this to, I said this to Liz when we were talking, like, I, I don't know the exact um, formation of things that I don't know the exact, the exact form that things will take to get us things like, you know, Medicare for all, Green New Deal, da, da, da. I don't know the exact form or the exact impetus, but I do know what it'll look like. And it will look like the Sanders primary com- campaign. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that, like, it, it, it would have to be, it will be, and I don't know when, I don't know how, I don't know, but I, 
but I can I can see it in the distance because I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I saw it. I smelled it. I touched it. I tasted it. it I did not imagine it. Uh-huh. But it will, it, it will, whatever that thing is, it will be a movement wherein it's widespread, like people from all walks of life who have a clear and unambiguous understanding of the stakes and uh-huh. what they stand to benefit and them, you know, sacrificing their time, their talent, their energy, um, you know, et cetera, mm-hmm. and like working together in lockstep. Like, that's not to say that, you know, we don't have our disagreements or, mm-hmm. or you know, you know, that I fucking just loved everybody that I met on the campaign, but we all, we all are very clear and are in lockstep with this thing. So I don't, I do know the contours of it and it will look like the Sanders primary campaign. I just don't know what that, what that thing, is it just like a coordinated and, you know, a surgically pinpointed, you know, strike, um, where, you know, we we all, you know, those of us in the sectors that, you know, are striking, um, um, you know, are, are supported by the rest of us, you know, giving our money every month to support the strikers as they, you know, as they hold out against the ball or, you know, whatever. I don't know, but I do know that it, it, the general contours of it will look like the Sanders campaign. And that's what, like, that's what keeps me sane it's just that like I didn't imagine this this was not a fever dream I didn't like this was not like this was not a, a danger like I you know I, I lived and breathed this for several months mm-hmm. at, along with millions of other people mm-hmm. um so like I like I it was it was concrete I touched I felt it I lived it yeah and and because I lived it I know that it can happen again uh-huh. but so I mean that's the thing that that's the thing that like <sighs> but isn't that beautiful that it was that we've experienced what that could look like mm-hmm. and it's tangible and it, yeah, and it yeah. can happen. And that's I think right. that's, it's, it's amazing that we got to like be a part of that. Yeah, that's right. And, and I, and I'm, I'm hope and I missed the thing yesterday. There was like a, there was like a Bernie super volunteers reunion thing. Oh, where the, was there? Yeah. yeah. And I RSVP for it, but I got, I was, I got uh-huh. caught up doing something else. So I missed it. And like Nina Turner was speaking. Oh, um, I love her. God, and she's on my list of people to talk to. I don't know how that's going to happen. Yeah. But it, you'll, you'll, you'll talk to her. That's I'm right. sure I'm, of it. I'm going to ring a bell, yeah. light a candle, uh-huh. chant, pray, fall yeah. on the ground. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know this to be true, but I get the suspicion or I have an inkling that they're, they're trying to kind of reconstitute the network of volunteers toward being able to harness some mass popular political action because that was that was his secret sauce you know what i mean like he the reason he was such a threat is because he had a broad base of support mm-hmm. and when you and when you have a when you have your hooks into that many people across the country um who are agitating for the improvement of their the the material conditions of their lives like that's fucking scary to the establishment because yeah. you can you you that does lend itself to being you being able to organize you know more efficiently you know a strike or a you know protest or a you know or whatever but to organize like you yeah. have to have people so that was like that was the secret sauce so I think if if they're able and it's not going to be easy because you know we're all fucking you know dejected we're in a pandemic we're scared we're you know it's not easy to like sit down and like be in a room with people. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not going to be easy, but I get the sense that they're trying to do that so that the, the 
that that level of popular support can be exerted again on the political system. And I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing how that tape shape takes shape. I'll not, you know, I'll fucking attend the next meeting. I I, I hope it happens you know because I mean? there's so much untapped sort of power there. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're right. That was sort of like the Sanders campaign sort of secret weapon mm-hmm. was just all those people that um, have the same vision mm-hmm. that, that we all do. And That's so right. it's, I think it's beautiful and I hope it doesn't go. Um, would unused. you, would you be, it, uh, you know, again, we're imagining right now. We're just yeah. generating what this might look like. Would you, would you be able to be a part of it? Like to like throw your, throw your hat in the ring to. I would love to, if the opportunity comes. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, but what shape do you think it might take? Or you don't know. I don't Can't know. Even see that far. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. um, so I feel like I, a lot of my responses to you. No, is that no, no, lately? No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, is I don't know, but of course, but these are all things. Know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you are you hopeful though that? I I think I'm a hopeful person, <laughs> and I I do think it it will um, the dream, what uh, if you will will be realized in my lifetime in our lifetimes mm. I, I i do hope mm-hmm. so and mm-hmm. i i do think we are even if slowly we are moving left sure I, actually i don't know about that mm. uh i should i take maybe i take that back um uh, but i i just i i look at some of the um the younger volunteers mm-hmm. at our campaign mm-hmm. um because even even on the Bernie campaign, I remember there were high school high yeah, schoolers that were coming yeah, in. They're right. like, "Oh, um, this is uh, this is my winter break." Yep, yep. And I am um, instead of you know traveling, yep. and back then you could still travel. Yeah, right. um, they were like, "No, I decided. I told my parents I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to come to the office every day." So I remember there were students that were them. coming yes. in, high school, yeah, junior, right. senior students right. who um, instead of doing anything fun for winter break, they came in every day yeah. to phone bank and every day to help or just our- to help like even if there wasn't anything to do like I remember young people yeah um, like coming like uh, okay if there's nothing for me I'll just sweep the floor you yes I mean? like, nothing was too out. no tasks were too, too small, small for them and that right. that gives me a lot of um, hope mm-hmm. I just think because like I told you earlier I was definitely not aware in high school not even in college Um, sure. it wasn't until I, after I graduated Um, so that that makes me know that we are in good hands. That mm-hmm. the future generation, you know, and and young people um, voted for Bernie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Quite a bit. And I I know that the demo the um the age group like eighteen to like like it was a twenty late twenties late it was mm-hmm. it was heavily for Bernie and I mm. that makes me hopeful and that makes me um think that better things are ahead. Mm. How much time do I have? How much more time do I have? Oh before? my my boy is like angrily texting me. What time I, is it? I have to go so five forty seven. Oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. One last one. Okay. okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you this is inside baseball and if you're not allowed to say that's fine. Okay. But do you are you are you are you a little angry that the campaign didn't like at the point where, you know, it was clear like what was happening, what uh-huh. the game was in the primary. Were you a little angry that he didn't just set out at the moment where it was just like, oh, they're trying to fuck me again to like run like independently or a third party? Sorry. Were you a little angry at the campaign or the people in charge of the campaign? Or did you expect that to happen? Like, were you just like, we can't like we can't let this just we can't just let this go. I think the campaign ran a very traditional campaign mm-hmm. and really uh, heavily invested in the early states mm-hmm. and hoped for momentum. And yeah. I think that's what a lot of the other campaigns did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I think that was a sound strategy. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I could not have foreseen what happened. With yeah, you know. and I think it was the first time in in uh, U.S. politics where the in a competitive primary where the first where the candidate who won the first three races did not clinch yeah. the nomination. Yeah. So I think I really think that it was um, something that blindsided a lot yeah. of. Uh, even though in retrospect, it's like, oh, we should have all seen it because right. this this sort of thing happened in 2016 nimble. and it's um, definitely happened again in 2020. And I, but I think even with myself, I had such a, um, I just had, I, I just thought we were going to win I, and yeah. I felt like we were on a good momentum mm-hmm. um, and, nice. and the right trajectory. And, I, and so I, I don't really fault the campaign for maybe not um, being prepared for that mm-hmm. because who knew sure. this was all going to happen. They were at that point after like, when oh, the after it started, do you, <sighs> do you harbor a little bit of like, no, oh, come on, man. Like mm. to quote Joe Biden, like, like, God, come on, just break away. Like you well, can't let this, this apparatus, this like wide swath of people, like, yeah. you know, breaking out on your own, you know, fuck the loyalty oath or whatever the fuck. Uh-huh. Like the only way is like keeping this intact as a third party run to have to have any leverage on the party and like taking votes away. Oh, um, I don't because Bernie had consistently um sort of promised yeah, sure. that he would not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, had I wish he'd done that, maybe mm-hmm. I I don't. But I think he he also has received so much hate mm-hmm. and so much unfair um, criticism during 2016 when mm-hmm. he when he stayed in the primary, mm-hmm. even though they said that you know there's no way you can overcome um, yeah. sort of Hillary's um, uh, delegates mm-hmm. at that point. And so I think that that takes a toll on you. Sure. As like a late 70 year old man, you sure, you're sure, just sure. getting so much hate from the uh, from the party and mm-hmm. everything. So. I do think it was a difficult decision. I, I know a lot of people wanted it. I, I, um, um, yeah. Hmm. So I don't, I don't fault Bernie or, or the campaign for not doing it, but I think it could have been effective if, yeah. if we had gone that route. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, um, I'll wrap up. <laughs> you go so your friend isn't angry with you, but I think I'm going to press you to start thinking oh please yes about like what it will look like because i want i think we are all of us and including myself uh-huh. i think we're all deeply lacking engaging our political imagination to presuppose the future we want to live in yeah like i know that it's very overwhelming like everything sucks right now like it's just goddamn just oof but i'm going to press you on that to start thinking about it and what that could look like and i'm mm-hmm. sure i will have you back on to oh, I would discuss to be what back. you're thinking about yeah it's not that you're going to have like a clear like here's an argument for how to not like that but just like like now that we're here uh-huh how do we as i don't know if you consider yourself a progressive or a leftist but uh-huh. now that we're here how do we how do we think about and organize things to go in the direction that we know things need to go in a life-giving direction. Mm. This is, this is not to say that, you know, again, you're going to have the answer, but I think it's critically important that we start engaging these questions and the possible answers, because that's, what's going to. I agree. Move us there. Yeah. 
Homework. Yeah. You know what? And homework for me to do in Hawaii because I, I literally have no plans for the next few weeks. You there. won't lie. I'm just going to be laying you ain't on. Got nobody, you ain't got nobody lined up in Hawaii. No, nobody. I, I'm trying to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> Well, enjoy your... Th- I'm way too chicken shit to get on a plane right now, but... I'm actually really nervous tomorrow, but yeah, I-, I got tested twice this week. Okay. And I... Um, Good. I want to see you when you get back. Yes. We'll get you tested. I'll again. quarantine myself, That's get correct. tested when I'm But back I do want to have you back on to yes. discuss what it is that you imagine. Okay. And... Oh, I love this. There's a topic. Your- okay, yeah. This is so this fun. Is- and I'm, uh, I feel so honored Thank you to be for, a part of this. Thank you for taking time. Thank yeah. you for, you know... Coming over here and entertaining your very thank you for not judging me. Ap- no, I'm not. Judging. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I would never judge. You. But thank you, Alvin, for coming and sharing your time, your list of sexual problems. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> and uh, we hope to have you back to see how where you are after getting to think through some more about yes what what will be mm-hmm. and how we will get there because. We already in it. It's, yes, yes. It's me and you. Yeah. Uh, and millions of other people. Mm-hmm. And we're going to figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Election was just recent. We have, we need, a, we need know, to come, come back from, from that. Yeah. Show and and think about the future and what's next. That's correct. Because we are not going back. No, 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 no. We absolutely not. We are not going <laughs> back. Because no. that was the ghetto. And we're not doing that. We don't live there no more. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Um, have a good evening. Please be safe. Tell your friend I said hey. And I want to talk to him soon, too. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. So that was Alvin, who will be back after having done his homework. And I am your host, Janelle, on What's Left to Do. Don't miss an episode. Now that I think I've straightened out the RSS link, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, you know smash that like button or, you know, whatever the kids are saying now. (laughs) Okay. See you next week.